Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged to Snap last week. Go check out the highest-graded players from Week 11 and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for Week 12. What do you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and College Football betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team, player prop tool which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Welcome in. It is Monday Night Football on the PFF Betting Podcast. We have the one and only New York Giants heading to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But first, Kevin, we got to recap a little bit of the madness in Week 11. And I got to ask you, are you sick of being asked, are there any good teams left in the NFL? And how do you kind of approach uh, that question here coming up heading into Week 12? No, no, I don't know if I'm sick of that i'm a little bit sick of that but the thing is it's 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 a thing right like even according to the you know neutral field what would you expect against an average team type of power ranking system at least the numbers that i put together on that do have basically four five six teams from last year at a higher or roughly the same level as what you would consider the best team this year so i i think it's a real thing this, this season so i'm not that tired of that um i'm a little bit more tired of everyone having to come out with one of 500 different versions of complaining about a taunting call it's like we get it guys you, you don't like the taunting you know your children i get it. oh my daughter couldn't watch the tv oh my son passed out watching this oh you know it's like but these jokes they're always, they're know, always the uh, same jokes anyway. they're always the same jokes and the thing that people understand <laughs> is when you have kids they're not sitting there watching the TV. They're watching their own stupid tablet or something like that. So the joke doesn't even really hit for those. They're out. Uh, they're out in the right. factories. Bring back right. child labor. That's what, what we I really say. need, right? I mean, that would fix the taunting calls in the NFL, at least I think, from that perspective. <laughs> that so. would. We, they could taunt all the time because they wouldn't be sitting around watching the game anymore. But but what, what I thought was interesting about the. I'm going to hit on this further because I know it's a topic that no one wants to hear about. Um, is that the the Clyde Edwards Hilaire one? Like that might have been called taunting even in past years. Like that was fairly egregious. It was like the the um, Tyreek Hill throwing up the peace sign in the field of play sort of thing. But you know, if people have to take any opportunity to throw a hot take out there that literally no one disagrees with for right. their retweets and likes, there's no bigger straw man than anybody that is opposed to like. The taunting right now, right? I mean, like, that just doesn't exist. It's basically like Roger Goodell and, like, Matt Nagy are the only two people. So I don't know if there's anybody else really that's going to be uh, on the other side of that. So I agree. I, I need I need to see it move down a little bit. But let's see. So we got we got some good teams, you're saying, basically, then, right? So how do you kind of stack up uh, the NFC and the AFC? Who do you have uh, as the number one team that you think is going to make it to the Super Bowl right now? Um, I mean, I guess I'm going to say the Bucks, although, okay. again, not not so hot, right, uh, last week. But this is, you know, maybe this is alluding to what we may discuss for, for as far as what's going to go on Monday night. I, mean, I do think they still are a pretty strong team. The Bills would have been the team coming out of the AFC to have the strongest chance of getting there. The problem now is... 
know, their record's getting a little iffy going right. on here. The uh, Even the division is not necessarily secure at this point from the Patriots. So they had one of those things where if you looked at the Bills' schedule, uh, going into the last couple of games, they had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, and then they still had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL coming out of, of this game. But once you start to rack up some losses, it becomes a little bit interesting. Yeah, definitely. So they still have the Patriots basically uh, after their bye coming up here in what's that going to be, uh, week 14. Uh, right now, the Patriots are in the driver's seat in the AFC East. We'll see if that continues. Obviously, uh, they are trending in the right direction. How do you kind of have, where do you have the Patriots at in relation to like, you know, teams like uh, the Bills and the Chiefs that in the AFC and maybe even like the Ravens right now? What do you what do you kind of make like the top tier of the AFC if there is even as one, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the top tier for me still does not include the Patriots. I know maybe I'm holding on a little too long on to a prior idea that they're not that strong. But I think even if we look at that Thursday night game, I mean, they, they dominated, of course. It was Bagel City for the Falcons. But the offense, you know, wasn't that great for the fact that they were getting the ball back um, after a three and out all the time they were getting the ball in pretty good field position all the time and then they managed to put up on the defense I mean on the offensive side of the ball you know fewer than 20 points and all of those different drives that they had so for that reason I'm still going to lean towards the Ravens towards the Bills towards the Chiefs towards maybe even the Titans even though we just don't know what's going on with the Titans but there are I think the Titans are probably even still maybe a little bit more likely to catch lightning in a bottle and go on a hot streak during the playoffs than the Patriots are this season okay okay so then final question the AFC then we're going to talk about Monday Night Football Bengals or Patriots what team are you going to have uh as the better team right now no, oh, I, I think I'm gonna have the Patriots there. Patriots I, mean, I think the Bengals okay. are pretty. The Bengals pretty are pretty fraudulent. Fraudulent. <laughs> I mean, not that bad. The popular not term that right bad, now. but yeah, I don't think I don't think they're they're that hot. Um, but we'll see what ends up going on. I mean, they've lost some of their long play ability going forward. I mean, they beat the, the Raiders, who have been neutered the last few weeks without Henry Ruggs and no real deep threat there. So that was a good victory for them, especially. Um, and another team that may be competing for a playoff spot in the AFC. But still, I, I wouldn't call it an impressive victory. Uh, the the connection with Jamar Chase has, has been off, to say the least, the last few weeks. All right, there we go. I like you, things you love to hear right now. I do appreciate that talk. So let's see. Let's do Monday Night Football, Giants-Buccaneers, 10.5-point home favorites for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. we got 50-point total. Showing a little bit of value toward the under. Uh, is there anything that you like for the spread or total in this matchup? No, I mean, it's moved, I think, a little bit towards Tampa, which I would yeah. have liked. I heard some people, uh, I mean, just anecdotally, when I was listening to people preview games, there were some people trying to talk themselves into the Giants, and I thought it was funny that I've heard that a bit, but then the line actually moved in the in the other way. And I think I would have been leaning towards the Bucks before, and now it's, I mean, it wasn't a significant move, obviously, but it's, it's like, maybe I would still lean towards the Bucks a little bit, but I'm not really getting excited either way. Oh yeah, definitely. So 10 and a half up to 11 a little bit. I do, do think there are still some rogue 10 and a half. So if you wanted to bet that there, um, I'm not too inclined on anything on the spread. I do like the under here uh, a little bit. I don't think that we're going to see Daniel Jones have much success against the Buccaneers defense. Uh, and I do think that we could probably see, you know, a little bit of a slower paced matchup with the Buccaneers, just based on what we've seen from their offensive unit. Uh, and that is kind of shaping how I'm approaching this prop market. But do you do you like anything uh, initially in the player prop market for this matchup? 
Yeah, I mean, I was looking through some of the um, the player prop options for this week. I mean, I think there's some interesting ones here. It all depends on how much run some of these guys are going to get. And it's right. a little bit questionable at this point, especially when we talk about guys like Gronk. I mean, Gronk's supposed to play. I think we still have unders on some of his numbers going here. Uh, Kenny Galladay is also another guy we have unders on his three and a half receptions, which I don't mind because... I feel like the connection has not been very good with Daniel Jones there. I know Sterling Shepard is out, so people are expecting Galladay to step forward. But just because he is the, you know, the putative wide receiver one doesn't mean that he'll get the targets, especially with Saquon Barkley back and with Kadarius Toney lurking to potentially fill into that role. And Darius Slayton hasn't been uh, anything to sneeze at either. And then you throw in Evan Ingram and everyone else, and I think maybe there really isn't like one receiver that Daniel Jones is going to be able to lean on in this matchup. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Kenny Galladay, under 3.5 receptions, plus 126 price. That is the highest value according to the PFS betting prop tool. I agree with you 100%, right? High average depth of target. I think he's over 15 on the season and hasn't had that connection with Daniel Jones yet. So I do think getting Saquon Barkley back, obviously Evan Ingram is going to be in the fold. Kadarius Toney, Darius Slayton, all those guys. I do think that uh, Galladay is probably going to be the odd man out. So I do like that one quite a bit. I got to give you two other ones. Tom Brady. Over 2.5 passing touchdowns, plus 120 price. Do you think the Buccaneers uh, score enough and have their foot down on the gas long enough for Tom Brady to go over his passing touchdown prop here? I, I think they do. I mean, there have been a couple of games this season. I'm trying to think of which ones exactly. I mean, against the Dolphins, and then they had, uh, what was the game where Brady had like 5,000 touchdowns and he got a 600 touchdown? And so he had, Falcons, he had Falcons uh, week two, he had five touchdowns. Dolphins in week five, he had five touchdowns. Uh, against yeah. you know your Patriots, he had zero, and then Rams, he had one. So it was either one yeah, of those yeah. first two games of the season, or he's had said four in Week Seven against the Bears, four in Week Eight against the Saints as well. Maybe I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the the Bears game there when he went, when he went over to me. They were they have a tendency this season to go ahead and you know step on the throat, get Brady some cheapies sometimes right. here too to rack it up. Uh, MVP. MVP is there for the taking Very with no one so. else really stepping up here for Brady. So, yeah, let, let, let's get Brady some cheap touchdowns here. And I, I think that'll be a good a good move for them because I don't think they're just going to sit on the ball if they get a big lead and, you know, they are a double-digit favorite in this game. Right, definitely. And for the brand, I do have to say Tom Brady over 0.5 rushing yards, just a spot. Uh, <laughs> sprinkle a little bit on. It's something that I just have right, to touch on sneaks. every single time. I mean, not the sneaks. Sorry, the nail the, the nail, kneel downs. Kneel downs. He could backdoor and kneel down be key again. in this right. one. Wow. It is going to be key. I know. That one makes me sweat. You're going to be sweating, gonna, sweating this one when he's, when he's at one rushing yard going exactly. into the, the fourth but quarter. The problem is going to be if he takes a kneel down in the first half, I think, is kind of yeah. the question mark right now. So that's what I'm most nervous about, but we'll see. If he's heading into the fourth quarter, negative one rushing yards already because that kneel down, uh, I'm going to be in a distraught and a bad place. So we will see what happens. But I like that one. I like Leonard Fournette under 4.5 receptions. A little bit of a fade. Eight, eight, eight receptions last week. Heavily involved. Obviously, the game script not going to be what it was last week against Washington. So I like that one quite a bit. Is there any other ones that you want to touch on briefly before we move on to the showdown, or should we just go uh, directly into DraftKings Showdown slate? Yeah, let's let let's go directly into showdown. There we go. And, there we go. Uh, bringing this up here, I mean, it's an interesting slate. We have Brady has the highest salary, followed by Evans, Fournette, Daniel Jones, Chris Godwin. So dominated at the top with Buccaneers, and Saquon Barkley comes after that, followed by Kenny Galladay. So Barkley's not too expensive, but 
can we trust that Saquon Barkley will even be that heavily involved? I'm not quite sure. I mean, Devontae Booker was decent while he was filling in for Barkley. So I think Barkley is probably a guy to fade. I have a little bit of a fade here on on Godwin. And then uh, Brady, again, we talked about Brady again. He's a guy where even at the top salary, I have a feeling with a fairly low total game. There's still there's still like name brand value for guys like Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Rob Gronkowski, and as I mentioned, Godwin, Fournette, Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley. So because of all that, I think they may siphon off enough of the uh, being enough rosters and take away from the the amount that Brady is rostered. And for that reason, I think Brady can end up being a value in this one, even Definitely. at the so, captain spot. So even in the captain spot, so is he your favorite play in the captain position here on Monday he night? He is. He, he, he's, he's my favorite there. And then I also have Gronk on here. Well, I'm not really that high necessarily on like a median type of outcome for Gronk. You just never know when you might get a couple of touchdowns Touchdown. and people would just forget about the fact that he's back this week. Right, definitely. I like that one quite a bit. I actually like both of those quite a bit. I do think, I do agree with you, right? I do think, you know, People see Daniel Jones playing from behind. I do think there is also this popular narrative of people kind of trying to, um, you know, say what is the optimal roster build strategy based on like if, if there's like a favorite or if there's an underdog. I have seen some people float some things as far as like if you're a favorite, uh, you really want the two four stack. We got two guys from from the favorite team, four guys from the underdog team. Have you ever looked into anything of that? And what do you kind of make of? Uh, that particular analysis, do you think it's worthwhile to uh, play off of or not? On Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports branding partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code PFF this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, the thing is, there's only so many <laughs> combinations here. You're either going to have a 3-3, a 4-2, three, three, a or a 5-1. So uh, how that ends up playing out is a little bit different. And I also think there's such a game theory aspect to it when we talk about these large tournaments that I I wouldn't lean into that too much. I do think there can be interest. If anything, I'd have to, I haven't run the numbers for the last couple of seasons of showdown, but when it first started, there was some value in the five ones only, only because uh, people were just less likely to really push all their chips onto one side of the equation right. uh, when there's so many options out there for each team. Definitely. I, I agree with that. Actually, I do like that quite a bit. So then, we got Brady in the captain position. You gotta, you gotta have one cheap guy to, in order to fit him in. Who's kind of your maybe under the radar target? Are you going with like the Buccaneers defense in that scenario? Who do you actually like to maybe uh, be able to squeeze in a couple of these more name brand players here in your lineup? Yeah, the, the Buccaneers defense is okay. And again, I'll, I'll, the name I mentioned earlier of Darius Slayton, where he is so cheap. I mean, he is his. If you look at like the flex salary for Slayton, it's thirty two hundred versus. 
Kenny Galladay at 7,000. So he's less than half the price of someone like uh, like Galladay. And then Kadarius Tony is at 6,800. So he could be a little bit of a forgotten guy. And he's someone who can go down the field. Uh, you know, some big shots are potential here with some miscommunications in the secondary and a pretty weakened secondary for the Bucks. And they're going to need to take some shots, I think, in this game in order to stay in it. So I think Slayton's an interesting guy, um, especially when he's being priced less than guys like Cameron Brait and only slightly more than Kyle right. Rudolph. Yeah, definitely. I like that one quite a bit, right? Now, Sterling Shepard, obviously, we're going to see Jamal Dean probably, you know, pretty heavily on uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay, maybe a little bit of Kadarius Tony as well. Slayton's going to be that guy with the best matchup uh, for the Giants. So if they have any production offensively outside of Saquon Barkley, I do think that I agree with you. It's definitely going to be coming from Darius Slayton. So I like that pivot quite a bit. Any any final thoughts, words of wisdom, any other uh, plays that you really like here on Monday night? Yeah, I mean, if you really want to lean into it, I do always like these defenses that nobody wants to play. So uh, the Giants defense in the flex spot, Brady hasn't been immune to to interception. So if you want to look at that and just you can get a lucky spot there for a defense that no one is going to play at a lower price. Again, it helps you fit in some of these higher priced options in a slate where the the total is not that high in, in this type of game, right. um, even though there are some some brand name players in, in this matchup. Yeah, definitely, definitely a pretty low total for you know eleven point spread with the Buccaneers already playing already. So I do like I do like that approach. Obviously, quite a bit of negative correlation with Tom Brady in your captain position, but it might be a spot where uh, you know you get one pick six. They're obviously going to pay off their salary. Forces Brady to potentially be uh, you know throwing a lot more than what the game script currently indicates. So I like that one quite a bit here. Uh, make sure you check out all the tools we have at pff.com betting prop uh, betting best bets tool we got you know kevin's showdown analysis we got tons of other things uh, to get you covered for both sports betting and a dfs perspective make sure you check it all out at pff.com from ben brown joined by kevin cole we appreciate you listening to the pff betting podcast